0: Hey kids, what do you think? Do we need more lights? We need more lights! They're coming, they're coming! Hey kids, how
1: about helping me sing my favorite Christmas song? Take the holes with pepperoni, fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la Mustard, eggplant, and
0: baloney,
1: fa-la-la-la, la-la-la-la
0: Santa Claus will bring his reindeer, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la
1: I will then get here Fa la 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 And welcome oh, to day you, five know. of our Turtle Flakes Christmas special Or 12 days of Christmas, I should say So, uh, I am your host, Rob And join with me, as always Is the bot to my humbug Uh, Mr. Joshua O'Rourke
0: Hey, Calabonga, everyone
1: Uh, so, uh, Hoser, how you doing?
0: Not too bad, you know, see you know Just getting ready for the holiday, man Just, uh, it's Equal parts looking forward to and dreading. You know? Yes,
1: I hear you, man. I hear you. Yesterday, uh, we finally got most of our Christmas shopping done, yeah. and today we're just kind of taking it easy. So it's it's a Saturday as we're recording this, and um, I think they're even giving a little bit of snow later. And we had some the other day, so it's nice to have it again, man. It's it's. uh I know you hate snow. I don't want to bring up any you know <laughs> feelings here, but uh, yeah, it's starting. It's getting to look a lot like Christmas around here. So
0: yeah, the first like the snowfall around here, are, like the first. Like especially around this time of year, it's really pretty because like there's like a bunch of evergreens and everything, pine trees and everything. It looks like something out of like a Robert Frost poem, you know? It, <laughs> it looks v- it, the scenery around here is very very beautiful, yes. you know. Just as long yes. as you don't have to go anywhere, it's very nice. So. That's right. <laughs> We're
1: stopping by woods on a snowy evening. I Actually yeah. taught that poem not too long ago. One of my favorites. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Robert Frost. You can't go wrong. But uh, one of my uh, my students always pun go. Is 10
0: that Robert? Yeah. Pun <laughs>
1: Yeah, my students, they go, is that Jack Frost's brother? I'm like, no, no, different guy.
0: <laughs> and then you throw the book at him. Just... <laughs> right.
1: So uh, so today we're actually kind of, um, well, actually with all of our Turtle Flakes um, or the Christmas specials we've been doing, uh, you know, it's kind of more of a nostalgia-based thing. And we promise you guys, I hope, I hope this isn't hurting anybody's feelings here, that we're not really getting content heavy with this stuff. We just want to do something fun leading up to Christmas. And yeah. then when the new year starts, we're going to get back into, you know, the more... As professional as we can be. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's, there's only so much we can actually do, uh, you know, because we're kind of hacks. But uh, uh, anyways, today we're talking about some of our favorite video games. And kinda also, you know, we might talk about why I don't want to say we, we haven't a great or a good Turtles game. There's been yeah. some solid ones more recently. But we've not gotten a truly legendary Turtles game in quite some time. So yeah. today we're talking about the video games, you know, and just kind of freestyling there. And and um, I know you guys have probably played your share of video games too. So um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it too. One thing I've forgotten to do on a lot of these episodes is have you got to us. And if there's a favorite memory you want to talk about, famous Christmas memory you want to talk about, um, send us an email. Our email is turtleflakespodcast at com, Or give us a call. As As a matter of fact... Speaking of phone calls, we actually got one from our good friend Brian um, from Utah. He is the big Volume 4 defender. So uh, we wanted to go ahead and just play that on the show real quick before we get into the video game talk. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, we're going to do that now? Sure, sounds good. Let's do it. Let me uh, pull mine up. Hey, it's Brian from Salt Lake City, Utah. Calling in again. Had two quick things to uh, relay to you guys. First one. Listen to your late interview again with the great Jim Lawson. That was a great interview. But next time, you guys have to ask him about his comic series that he did with Peter Laird, Planeters.
0: They actually Mm. did an episode based Um. on that series in the 2K3 uh, cartoon series. Okay. So that would be a a great one to ask him about and talk to him about how it was integrated into the cartoon and all that stuff. Second thing is
1: we got to do a organized campaign to lobby peter to bring back volume now oh, yeah that'd be cool so keep up the good work guys talk to you later all right for, first of all brian thank you so much for the phone call thanks man really appreciate the kind words about the interview and dude you're right planet racers i kind of forgot that uh jim lawson he it was it's jim and pete didn't both write their own comic planet racers comic during that time and then it was actually integrated in the show for an episode or two which I've actually not seen that episode but I have seen the comics um, and I, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah and plus I mean given the time restraints of the interview you started talking about Box 30 Wallops and yes. before we knew it we had to everybody had to kind of go. you know. So yeah, <laughs> That's true that's true yeah. that's the beauty of it
1: I think Jim's one of those guys that he uh, he's always up for talking comics so I mm-hmm. think he's going to be an ongoing guest which is Awesome just to think yeah, every about.
0: Every year we come back and talk to Jim Lawson, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> be like a Jim Lawson Christmas tradition.
0: That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Instead of Krampus, geez, you gave me nightmares with that. Sorry about that, man. That Krampus is awesome. Oh, sorry. I, I
0: never see him. Listeners, but, you know. he sent
1: me a, a message about a, a YouTube video of this display as Krampus and is the most terrifying thing in the world. So don't look it <laughs> I'm up. Gonna put it, I'm
0: going to put it on the Facebook page. No, so. please
1: don't. You'll give him nightmares. I'm but, doing it. But, uh, but you know, going back to what Brian said about Volume 4, um, man, I would love to see Volume 4 come back. I just don't know if Peter Laird's in the place where he wants to do it yet, you know. and I, I Although, you know, we as fans, we definitely want to see that.
0: I don't know. You know, realistically speaking, he stopped doing Volume 4 stuff in the mid-2000s or, you know, like, late, like yeah, around 2000, 2008. Yeah. He stopped doing it. It's been, I mean— it's been almost 10 years. If he hasn't done anything with it in 10 years, I don't, I don't see, I don't, first off, I mean, if it were me and it had been 10 years since I had done something and something like that, I don't think I could come back to it. You know, by now I don't think, I don't think we should want him to because we had built something up in our minds so much that no matter what is presented, we're probably going to be a little disappointed, even the slightest bit. You know, even if it's good and we all recognize it. You know, well, it's, I, we,
1: I slightly disagree I with you. Respectfully disagree yeah. with you. I, I totally get what you're saying because yeah. I know with Volume Four, man, you read some turtle tracks. Like the feedback you got afterward or the, after the issues, yeah. there was criticisms even then. So you know that yeah. once there finally is a comeback, if there ever would be. There's gonna be some folks that no, no, we waited this long for this, you know. There, there's always yeah. gonna be that select bunch that you no, know, no matter how hard you try, you cannot please because it's whether it's nostalgia that is determining yeah. their their. Uh, well,
0: there's just some people that don't want to be pleased. Like sure, they've made up sure. their minds. They made like up their been, minds. And they're just gonna hate this no matter what he comes up with.
1: Right, but I think there's folks too that would just be happy to see Peter Laird come back. You know, well, and no yeah. matter what Peter Laird did, even if it wasn't the greatest, yeah. which That wouldn't be the case, but no matter what he did, it would please a lot of folks. So I think it'd be kind of a split there.
0: Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, if if he announced that – I mean, if in January TMNT Volume 4 and 33 is going to be in print, I would be first in line to go get it. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, me too. I wouldn't
0: even download it. I would go to my comic shop and I would go buy it because I would want that issue. You know, this was the return to form. Yeah. You know, and just – it it but I just realistically I don't see it happening ever. You know, I, I don't even see uh, anybody picking up the reins after that officially. I mean yeah. fan yeah. comics, Kickstarter, whatever, but I don't I don't see issue thirty three happening from Mirage. <sighs> I it breaks my heart. You know, I, I like what Jim said, you know,
1: that, that's actually considered uh he's actually pitched two different pitches yeah. to Pete but you know it's just for some whatever circumstances you know it just hasn't worked out so far Yeah. but sometimes time shakes out a lot of things and sometimes you you either you're completely done with something and maybe it's closure for some folks with time yeah. and then there's others that you know time kind of makes the heart or absence makes the heart grow fonder and that he might come back renewed and who knows what could happen yeah but you know i say never say never i think it'll happen one day i just don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon
0: I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you that that when idw puts out their collections of volume four. Yeah. As soon as that's starting, I guarantee something. If that ever happens, then issue thirty three will happen. Yes. You know, I guarantee <laughs> because IDW is not going to spend all the money and resources putting those out if another kick isn't coming.
1: Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Um and and if anyone were to start a petition, I would be one of the first ones to sign it. I am all for it. But you know, I, I would want to sign it under the <sighs> I, don't, I wouldn't want them to write something just because the fans demand it I would want them to write something because they want to write it you know get they, yeah. they got that fire back to to write turtles comics
0: yeah and, and you know what he just maybe he kind of hit a wall I mean sure, I understand what' they're, sure. like I mean it's hard when you hit that wall and it, maybe you just can't get out from under it or get over it I mean yeah you know it, it's it's tough coming up with an original idea for a property like the ninja Turtles a property that's been around for over thirty years. It is tough coming up with an idea, and then what's even worse is when you have that idea, is following through with it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. And, the, and you know, he said poor Jim or poor not poor Jim, poor Pete.
1: You know, he did a lot of the work on his own with with volume four. Yeah, you know, he did all the stories. He did didn't he do the lettering and some of the he shading,
0: the lettering and the inking.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the uh, uh, the shading. I mean, yeah. and then of course Jim Lawson did all the layouts and everything. Yeah, for almost every issue.
0: And um, Lawson's also a writer too. You know, he had input with sort. Oh, wonderful writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great writer. You know, but I'd love to see yeah. those two
1: working together again. That that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, you know, I. I kind of, I when we were talking to him, I don't want to say anything in uh, absolutes here, but sure. I got the impression that Lawson wanted to work with me too. Like, I, I got yeah. the impression that he kind of misses working that that camaraderie that he used to have with him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like if you and I started doing our own different podcasts, I would, I would miss I would doing miss a show you. with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd miss you, man. You yeah, know, like Love Actually moment when I'm sitting on outside the window with the cue cards, being like. <laughs> <laughs> I did, one cue card would be like I just can't work with Jay anymore you know. Oh,
1: that'd be funny. I'd, I'd stop by your podcast. I'm like, hey, I just want to see what you guys were up to, to see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, Brian, thank you so much for the call, man. Uh, I'm with you, man. Volume four is one of my favorite volumes. I would love to see it come back. And I again, I think we would be the first ones to sign that petition if anyone would come up with one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but Hoser, you want to switch gears and talk about some video games real quick?
0: Video game talk, man. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh. So why don't we start from the beginning, man? What was your first? What was the first video game you ever got? And what was one of your first experiences playing any of the video games?
0: Oh man, the first turtles. Game, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the first turtles game that I remember getting was Ninja Turtles T V the arcade game. Oh, um, good one. I had played the first one beforehand. I um. I remember renting it a bunch of times and to where I might as well have owned it, but uh, I used to rent that game a lot. And, but the second game, uh, the arcade game, that was the first game I actually remember getting, like I got it for a birthday and I just played that game so much. And it always is a regret that I never was never able to beat that game. I could never beat it. I could get all the way up to the shredder and I could never I would just would yeah. not have the lives to take him out.
1: Oh, it's a hard game. Yeah, yeah. It's tough.
0: Yeah, man, especially like like the real game begins when you hit uh level 7 and you're in Shogun's stage Yes, That's yes. when the game really starts, you know.
1: Wish we had a figure of him too, by the way.
0: Oh god, Shogun and Tora. God, yes. There were figures of those two, man.
1: Yeah, and Tora came with a coke bottle.
0: I don't know why did not yeah leather jacket and bottle, you know <laughs> and yeah showed, I mean
1: it's the coolest polar bear I've ever seen.
0: He was a, yeah
1: he was a polar bear. Yeah. He was a greaser. He was a greaser bear.
0: Yeah, <laughs> out of the mutant module and you had to fight him. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, but that that game I don't want to say it sounds so dramatic, but that game really changed me a bit, man. I was like I love video games because of that game. Oh
1: man, it was like uh, that I'm game at
0: the first Resident Evil. Those are what made me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and what what uh those are two great games for you know their own reasons. But man, I'm I'm with you. My earliest memory was, um, I can't remember what came first, either playing the arcade machine or the arcade the NES. Yeah, um, they were right around the same time though. You know, and I've told the story many times, so I won't I won't bore you with that. But you know, I just spent a lot of time playing the arcade game at, at Pizza Hut. Uh, they had a cabinet there and then um They had that for
0: Hackman cr- at every pizza hut. They had Oh it
1: was great. It was such a good time. On uh, opposite ends
0: of the restaurant, you remember that? They had the they had the flat uh, Pac-Man that you and your buddy could sit over.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Stand
0: up arcade on the opposite side of the restaurant. Yeah, that's
1: something you know. That's something you don't see anymore. You know, our, our arcade machines are still. We'll still make them. As a matter of fact, we've got a, a wonderful arcade machine coming out right now. Um, arcade machines are still out. You just miss seeing them in lobbies. You know, <laughs> for the kids. You know, this is what, but, uh, that's what online
0: multiplayer did for us. That's what home that's consoles true. did. You know.
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, going back to the um, NES game, that was my first. Uh, my first system was a Nintendo Entertainment System. Christmas morning, it's you know, fits perfectly with our theme this month. Uh, it was a Christmas morning, and um, I remember getting Batman, Turtles two, and Super
0: Mario three. Man, that, that's uh, with my right Nintendo. There, man, that's no kidding. That is, that is, is a heck show of a of games to get, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, my sister and I, we we uh, ended up playing um, Turtles two all the time. <laughs> Blows my mind is. As a kid, I never could beat it. Even with my sister, yeah. we couldn't beat it. And I, I, I came close to beating it, um, not too long ago. But I ran out of lives on Treader. I, I had gotten that far. Yeah. There's, there's a way to kind of earn some extra lives, spamming some of the Mausers in stage three. I remember us but talking I'm, about
0: that on the, uh, the two dudes in the an show. Yeah. I just...
1: Yeah. There, there's a way. There's a way you can do it. But I just wanted to kind of do it without doing that.
0: Just, just try to go by skill
1: and. Obviously, I didn't have
0: enough. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember that game was a big deal because that was the one game that my dad played. And my dad oh, does no not way. play video games. He just at, at his he's in his seventies now, so like it hurts his hands. But like uh, that yeah. was one game that he played. That that was awesome. I'll never forget that. Yeah,
1: that's awesome, man. Speaking of dads, here, um, I remember getting the first game. You know, the first NES game. Years later, um, I had actually uh, uh, my stepdad Randy. We lived in the dead of street and he had these man made ponds. And every now and then they start getting really shallow. So my stepdad would have me dig out the ponds. You know, so I'd get my mud boots on. I'd be right in there in the ponds, digging all that stuff out. Put all the mud in the, this wheelbarrow. We had about an acre of land. I'd take it to the other side where the drainage ditch was and build up the walls of that so the rainwater would go through mm-hmm. to the stream. Um, so it was a lot of work, but i get like a quarter of wheelbarrow load. <laughs> and, uh, I asked worked all the way up and Final Fantasy Seven had just come out at the time and I went to Funko Land before it became before it was oh, bought up wow, by Games. Funko
0: Land, wow. Funko Land,
1: yeah. yes, where they sold um, a lot of the old games in addition to the, the new ones. And they still had I can still picture it in my mind when you w- walked walk in there, the uh S games were on the back wall and it's so sad because, you know, the, the shelf was getting smaller and smaller uh, you know over the yeah. years of just the NES games. So I go to my. I didn't have my license yet. I was probably only about twelve or thirteen at the time, maybe a little older. I guess maybe thirteen or four. Doesn't matter. So my stepdad took me over. He and I had a great conversation. And my stepdad's not a very, just like my dad was, not a very touchy feely kind of guy, like that. He's just he. But I remember him lecturing me. He says, "See, when you work hard, it makes you appreciate things. And you know, and you've saved up your money, so you you've earned this." And I bought Final Fantasy VII when it first came out. And then my, I still, I think, I don't know if, I don't think I had any money left over. My stepdad said, go ahead and pick you out one more game. You know, so this one's on (laughs) me. So I went over and I looked at the Nintendo stuff and they had the original Turtles game. I don't have this. And I think at the time it was like six or $7. He said, okay, go ahead and get that too. So, uh, I went home, I played it and I remember loving it. And it just, it was a nice memory and a nice lesson I learned two in in the process and unfortunately that was
0: money you spent on final fantasy 7 so i love Final fantasy
1: 7 you don't like that game you like that game you like it oh geez let let me guess you're an eight guy
0: you know what i do like the story of eight but but you know what one's (laughs) actually really good believe you're not the the one that's really good is final fantasy 15 yes 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 that new one, I have man, beat that is. I've not it yet, but cool. I really liked what it played. Yeah. And speaking and speaking of the Ninja Turtles, those four dudes act exactly like the Ninja Turtles. I
1: could see that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and especially at the beginning, when like there's that boss like shooting fire at them, and they like huddle down and like they're protecting each other, and yeah. then just driving around, and then there's April the mechanic, who, like is in a yellow uh, jumpsuit. Wow. Basically.
1: That's true. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah.
0: Totally the, the car the shop. Japanese Ninja Turtles. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. Like, this is
1: awesome. I love it. I will it. never look at this game the same way again. That's yep. amazing.
0: I'm gonna go downstairs and play. Got to reinstall it. Got to go play it, you know. Oh
1: yeah. And then of course, you know, Turtles 3. I've gone over that story a million times. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, three's good, yeah.
1: But but here's what I'm fascinated with. Um and and this is a question to you guys, the you listeners out there. The Commodore 64 and all the other ports of the Ninja Turtles, um, and I'm talking like the PC ports from the 80s of the first game and the arcade port. Okay, so the NES stage, the NES Turtles 2 game had two different stages, or two additional stages. So Mm -hmm. my question is, did the Commodore 64 version of the arcade game have two additional stages? And if, if so, were they the same as the NES? Were they something different? Because I never had a 64 growing up. I always wanted one, but I never had one. And uh, uh, like, I know uh, the Amiga, they made it up some of the games. So I'd love to learn more about the PC ports of the Ninja Turtle games or the Hero Turtle games. So please, please enlighten us because there's not a lot I know about them. Cause I, and I'm looking at some of the screenshots right now and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's the same stage, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the graphics are so different.
0: Do they look with better? Some of these
1: games. Um, personally, I don't think so. I think they're slightly, pixels are slightly less detailed. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but it's still really cool and charming to see, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, so I'd love to learn more, guys. If you, if you had the Turtles games on, um, the Amiga or the Apple or, or any other home computer, I'd love to learn more, um. And also, if there are any emulators there that for these old PC games, I would love to I'd love to play these games. So please enlighten us. Send us an email or give us a call. So uh so hoser, let's move up a little bit in the nineties. Okay. Um uh, what are some of your memories playing Turtles in Time or Hyperstone Heist?
0: Hyperstone Heist was the one that I remember I oh God, this is such a heartbreaking story. I actually never played Hyperstone Heist until Much later, uh, I was 18, 19 years old. And I remember trying to get it when I was like 12, 13. And there was this... I could never find it anywhere. And then when I did, I didn't have enough money for it. Uh, Because video games were probably... They were probably more expensive than they are now. Like, everyone complains about $60 for a game. It's like, they're cheaper now, ever. And it was because of the NES, Super Nintendo, and Sega days. uh, Because they would sell a game for like 80, 90 bucks. And then, yeah, af- not long after the whole games thing happened, uh, they actually put a mandate out that games had to be sixty dollars and no more expensive than that, uh, yeah. because they had to be fair to the consumer because it would be, it would do, it would eliminate business if there is a game that's like a hundred dollars, and I mean nobody's going to buy it, you know, right? It's right. kind of like people that bought uh Neo Geo games, you know, those like three hundred dollar games, but there were arcade perfect ports. But anyway, um, I remember there was, a, a local video rental store that was going out of business and they were selling off their, uh, stock and there, they had a copy of turtles and T- or, uh, hyperstone heist. And I saved up my money, uh, washing dishes and delivering stuff. Uh, and I saved up my money to go buy it. And when I went, uh, I had enough money and it was like the last day of their sale and they were going to close the next day. I went there and somebody had already bought it like that day. And oh. So it was a couple of years after that that I got to play it finally. And I, I remember really being surprised with Hyperstar Ice, um, because it was uh, dynamically different from uh, Turtles in Time, even though it's really the same game. like. You know, the music, arguably the music's a little bit better. The graphics are a bit of a downgrade. The SNES has better graphics, let's be honest. And
1: oh, well, okay. You know, it, it, it does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, that's another conversation for another time.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, the presentation Nintendo was better, but Sega was graphically superior because they could do more with it, with less sound. Like, there was more, sure. they could handle more particle effects, They could, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, and the music was always better. <laughs> Um, at least wait I'm, for the I'm, Sega or the Super Nintendo. Sega.
1: I'm with you there. See, I think we're in the minority when we say that, though. I love the Sega sound, though. Oh
0: yeah, Sega. Sega had better music, and Sega. Sega was probably
1: <laughs> you just open a can of worms. I know.
0: Well, Sega was probably the reason why I like heavy metal, because like you think about it. Oh wow! Like you think about it, Sega Genesis. They've got a lot of heavy metal music in it.
1: Oh yeah, well, it just had that um, that FM chip or whatever. Yeah. Like, that kind but of like, gritty sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I personally like yeah you know, that's funny you mentioned that because I, I thought I was one of the only ones
0: oh no I, I love Sega's probably Sega's probably my go-to system I absolutely adore the Sega you know I really do mm-hmm. love it um maybe it's one, time for my, maybe one my day I will too. go and, uh but I remember being really surprised with Hyperstone Heist that uh Tatsu from the movies was a boss um Oh
1: yeah, I forgot about that. It was that. like the
0: the level before you were in an underground cave, like before you went to the Technodrome, and he was the boss before the Technodrome level. Wow! But yeah, love mm-hmm. love Hyperstone Heist. Yeah, love the box box art, which probably one of my
1: favorites. So yeah, yeah, we we were talking about that the other day. You know, some of the great video game box art mm-hmm. out there. Um, Hyperstone Stone Heist. I remember actually playing that. It was right before my my sister's birthday. I don't know what was happening, but uh, I think we were getting ready for the party or whatever it was. I think my mom wanted me out of the house for, <laughs> for a little bit so they could get ready for yeah. the party. Did you go over to your friend Frankie's house? And I said, okay. So I went over there, and he had rented um, Hyperzone Heist from Blockbuster. And that's the first time I'd ever played it. I actually saw Hyperzone Heist first um, and then saw Turtles in Time like uh, probably about six months later. So I didn't see Turtles in Time when it first came out. I, I wish I had. Yeah. And I remember falling in love with it. And I specifically remember the uh, Leatherhead stage in Hyperstone, Hyperstone Heights. And that it was funny. You and I were actually talking about that before we recorded the show. Yeah. How that got your that's poor like wife sick.
0: Oh, yeah. She got motion sickness from a, from a Sega game. Yeah. From a Super <laughs> Nintendo game. That's crazy. Like, I've seen her go up and down and sideways on roller coasters. Planes never bother her. You put turtles and time in front of her, and she just throws up uncontrollably. It's like,
1: oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I how would she handle Sonic? Would you think Sonic could get her? Safe? We
0: got Sonic, uh, that new Sonic game that came out a few.
1: Sonic Mania, Sonic yeah. Mania,
0: yeah, great, really cool game. You know, I, agree. I it, agree. It banks a little bit too much on nostalgia, but really well made game. Mm. We were playing Sonic, and she had problem with it until you got to like the bonus worlds, when it's like that overhead perspective in three in pseudo three D. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah, actually, I do, yeah.
0: When you jump into the giant ring and you're in that, like, it's almost first person, but it's, like, right behind Sonic. Yep. And, like, you're, like, he's just basically running in a straight line and you're turning him. Yep. You got to get all the blue orbs.
1: Yeah, it's she like uh, saw, Sonic 2 did that.
0: Yeah, she saw that and had to leave the room.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah,
0: because she was getting kind of dizzy. So like, <laughs> well, good thing this game was only 30 bucks, you know, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, go going to the uh, Turtles games, um we're we're going to take a whole day and actually talk about the Game Boy games or, you know, when we get into our themed months. And I yeah. think, didn't we talk the, the first month where we are going to still be doing our, our regular eras, you know, where we cover Nickelodeon and, and all the other eras. We're going to all, concert, like, biweekly. We're going to do
0: like a themed episode and then regular episode, I think.
1: Right, right. Uh, So, you know, we're going to dedicate the whole month just to handheld games because those deserve a lot of love, too. Yeah. And I, I think that's one thing we've not read much at all on the show, so... Um so you know we'll save our conversation for those then uh so it's coming up here in January but um one thing I do want to talk about real quick is something you and I actually discussed the other day off the record is why don't you think there hasn't been a again there's been some good ninja turtle yeah. games since Turtles in Time but there hasn't been one there hasn't majorly been a one. Yeah. right hasn't been a absolute gotta have Ninja Turtles game since Turtles you know why is that
0: you know I don't know I wonder if it has to do you know, the thing of it is is it's all about the developers intent sure if you're looking like Meetings in Manhattan came out last year
1: it's still a solid game I, I would not say it's a bad game it is a
0: fun game yeah it's incredibly repetitive yes you know yes if, any reason, if anything, it is a great example of why the ES game style is not still made today. You know, you just... You need more. Um, That's interesting you say that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it would be one thing if they made... If they just... If, if they just put Turtles in Time on PSN, you know, for the PS4 box store, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I would buy it, download it, play it with my kids. But nowadays just the gaming landscape has changed to the point to where you need narrative. You need yes. a deep story. You you need a developer like Roxy or like Telltale or Naughty Dog. Like imagine a Naughty Dog uh, developed Ninja Turtle game. The people that of us in Uncharted are going to make a Ninja Turtle game. Oh my game? gosh. Where do I even begin to explain my excitement? Because even though Naughty Dog is a little bit pretentious, they make some great games, let's be honest. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's you bring up a really
1: interesting point I never thought about before. You're right. People need more. We're so accustomed to more now that if we yeah. have something that's a l- little bit less, you know, something that is repetitive, yeah. we immediately call it out as a terrible game. You know, yeah. we're so hardwired to because video games have evolved so much over the years. We've not even known it. But the gameplay has gotten better over the years. Yeah. There's more, more added over the years that we almost expect it. And if we don't get it, it's really noticeable.
0: So yeah, I'm like, you're right. Really like, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. I was just saying you're right. But then but yeah. then also on the other side of that argument is yet we go back and we play these, these old games. We can still play them in one sitting. But is it because of nostalgia?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's a big part of it. That's you know interesting. What? I never thought about that.
0: Because like, you know, my my I have Nintendo games with my kids and Sega games with my kids, and my kids are from the iPad generation, you know, there's no there's no denying it. And I remember outside of like something like Mortal Kombat, where it was just like super gratifying immediately, and like the whole challenge of a game like Batman is the platforming elements. And then it's just like yeah. you know, my kids are like, You get five hits, that's it. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's like five hits was like godsend. I should go yes. out by Silver Surfer. You get one hit. You get one, you're done. And it's game over, man. You know, and, and, like, and, you think Dark Souls is hard? Play Silver Surfer. <laughs>
1: And the you know and honestly and I, what I'm saying there's no disrespect towards those old games they were doing the best they could with what they had and yeah. and it's still an enjoyable playing experience because one we remember those games two I think there was just enough it wasn't too long of a game for a lot of those games yeah um and three you know the the soundtracks were great so there there was a lot going for them but I'm just saying our expectations
0: yeah consciously it, or
1: subconsciously have really gotten higher over the years it, where it was, we go oh go ahead.
0: No, it was incredibly rare to get a game like Metroid that was about exploration sure. and logging in time. To where now every game is like that. It's expected to be like a twenty-five hour game, which is incredibly ludicrous in my opinion. Yeah, but like you would need—I mean, my my jersey like a uh, Telltale style game. Like, don't worry about fighting mechanics. Don't worry about anything. Let's oh, get man, actual. That'd be cool.
1: Adventure.
0: Yes, play or your cool. own comic, man. That'd be cool yeah i know just like telltale games presents ninja turtles and it's and you could pretty much telltale games their continuity is always just dependent upon their game you know they yes. always like a game like wolf among us is a prequel to the comics right right you do not have to have read the comics to have played that game and enjoy it and which i'm I, thankful I, for because i didn't even know it was based on a comic till you mentioned it <laughs> i didn't either until I played the game
1: yeah and or like walking dead well could you imagine could you imagine a telltale IDW like a telltale game set in the IDW series, especially right now, like you could be Splinter and you're in charge of the Foot Clan and you know, you're also in charge of your turtles, like who who's gonna live, you know? It oh my gosh. Yeah. How and cool would that be?
0: It'd be great. And you know, I you look at Mutants in Manhattan that came out last year and they did so much. Right, I mean, especially from that. I mean, but it was incredibly telling, though. If you looked at the uh, the trailers for the game, it was a lot of footage of the cutscenes, and sure, yeah, you know, not a lot of the actual gameplay. And like they did so much right, like the Mattia Santaluco art style, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous art. They had great voice acting. Music was good. But it really was just kind of barren when you're in there playing it. It's just like, okay, you're underground in the sewers, not a lot going on. you're above you're up up top on the streets of New York, and there's nothing going on and i I just it it's a good game that should have been great, you know, sure, and now I'm with you, and maybe those are and maybe my expectations are too high, but like mm-hmm. you need a studio that's invested with making a great. For not even making a great Ninja Turtles game, like making a great Ninja Turtles game should almost be secondary. You should want to make a great game. Mm-hmm. And I say that as somebody who is not in the video game industry. I do not, I have no idea how hard it is to make a video game. I just understand that a video game is incredibly hard to make. And those people that develop them every single year deserve our respect. Absolutely. Um that being said, like, you you should have a team that is devoted to making a good game, and then make a Ninja Turtle game, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and I think that's a... Man, these these short episodes go by awful quick. I know, right? Yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> uh, I feel like we just got started. We just got heated up here, but uh, we're already at 30-some minutes here, so... Um, there any last-minute things you want to say about the video games? Um, maybe your past experiences or anything else?
0: Uh, you know what? To anybody who is interested in retro games, you know, please give the first Ninja Turtles game a shot. Give it an honest try. Don't let the Internet form your opinion about it. It is not a terrible game. It is a cool game. It just happens to be a little bit tough towards the end. You know? That's it. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that, that absolutely. Would, that would be my advice. Give the first one a shot. Because the second and third one, guaranteed hits. Everybody loves those. Give the first one a shot. It's really good. It's just as good, in my opinion. And give the, you know what? Give um,
1: some love to some of the fighters out there. The uh, mutant melee was good. Um, tournament fighters was good. Uh, the Super Nintendo version is really good. The Sega Tur- Genesis version. Tur- uh, tournament uh, fighters
0: on Super Nintendo was good.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, they, 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 version
0: was okay. It was okay. Get, it was get okay. The Super Nintendo version.
1: Yes, out of the two, I think Super Nintendo probably was a little bit better. Um, and, of course, I've got the NES version. And if you want to see what the max of what the NES could do, um, especially with a fighter, that, that's really pushing the limits and, and controls. Yeah. Um, go check it out. It's it's actually a gorgeous NES game. So, uh, so yeah, just give all, it's all good. So go ahead and play these games. Try to do it maybe uh, over the Christmas break. Whatever you got to do, get your turtles on. So, yeah. Uh, so, Hoser, the question we all want to know before we close out this thing is what type of pizza are we going to have today to close out day five of our Turtle Flakes 12 Days of Christmas? You
0: know what? Speaking about the, speaking of the original Nintendo game, at the end of the game, you celebrated with an extra extra cheese and sausage pizza. So that's what I'd say we go <laughs> for today.
1: All right. That sounds good to me. Well, all right, dudes and dudettes. Thanks so much for listening. And here's to hope you enjoy your extra cheese and sausage pizza. Cowabunga and
0: dudes. Cowabunga, everyone.